as you spin this person around, grab onto their lapels, you see a flash of anger in their eyes. But this is not anger of someone being grabbed and handled in a way they don't want. This is something much deeper than that. You see a flash of literal red that goes from their eyes and almost echoes out of it. And as they open their mouth, you see a small smile that anger kind of dissipates their eyes return to normal and a small smile creeps up their mouth and they go oh honey no 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 that's not how I play and you see their fangs distend and as you're holding on to their body they reach for it grab onto your head and move to bite you do we see any of this through Bingus? And by we, I mean, does Jaimal see any of this through Bingus? <laughs> Jaimal, you see from the top, you see this person being spun around by Viper, grabs onto Viper's head and moves in. As the fangs distend, you see a flash as these eyes go red. Go ahead and roll me a uh, intelligence check with your Neo dice as this person attacks. Fuck. Uh, fuck, where'd that one go? Uh, four, three, two, and, uh, one. one uh, success. this is one success in there. Um, they're gonna roll an attack. Uh, that is two sixes and a one. Oh, no. <laughs> As this J creature bites hard into Viper's oh. neck, you feel a sickly <laughs> sucking out of you. And... Jaimal, as you look down, you see a flash of your own face. As your face seems to disappear momentarily, a visage of Viper's face appears. And then as it disappears and is going back to your face, you see, almost scanning down, two very familiar eyes. As the visage of Viper goes away, and before the visage of you comes back on, you see Brett's face with fangs distended, biting into your friend as he pulls back. Uh, Red. Viper, you're taking two hits, so your guard's going to decrease by two. Okay. Okay. Silvera immediately screams, oh my god, what the fuck? And <laughs> runs backwards. Uh, it is your turn. Okay, so my guard is decreased by two. Okay, okay, okay. I'd like to... Okay, get bit in the neck, then I'd like to just uh, go totally, like, limp, no bones, and drop to the ground as I karate chop up into his balls. Yeah. <laughs> going boneless! Uh, go ahead and roll an attack. Go I'll boneless. Say, uh, yeah, for doing a dead drop, you get to add your fool dice, for sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got the fool dice and an attack... Okay, I got a six, two ones, and a four. Uh, any circles or crosses on your full dice? No circles or crosses okay. yet, but so I will add two more circles. Yes, because you're special. Uh, so those are two yes. successes. As you fly down, smack him directly in the balls, you hear Jayamal's voice come out and then break, like pitch up into your voice and then pitch down into Brett's voice. And you hear, oh, dude, dude, oh, fuck why <laughs> um, you knock him down to guard as he's pulled back as you rear back you see the face is flickering between 
parts of your face, parts of Jaimal's face, and parts of Brett's face in this weird menagerie of features as you see your nose, Brett's eyes, Jaimal's mouth all getting scattered like this weird Rubik's Cube trying to solve itself as he's fighting off this pain. Jaimal, from the other room, through Bingus's eyes, you see this happening and you see this menagerie of features flickering back and forth. What do you do? Oh, it's vampire! Vampire that kind of looks like Brett! I don't know if it's exactly Brett, but it's, it's vampire! Uh, uh, we have to, get, uh, we have to go back! Back? Back where? What's happening? Backstage! Backstage! Back we can go backstage! <laughs> Brett backstage. is backstage? No, no, it's a vampire! It's a vampire that looks like Brett! I don't think it's Brett! Good. We have to go help Viper! Okay, I'm just gonna stand up and run. Yes, go run! <laughs> yeah, just like clamber over the table and immediately sprint for the backstage area. You guys immediately sprint to the backstage area. As you do, you're like bashing through children as they're just like flying out <laughs> in all directions. You guys are going through like, yeah, you know those cartoons Sorry. where like people are just flying out of the way? <laughs> yeah. I know you're not Sorry. really a child, but I still feel bad. It's okay, you don't feel bad. I'm 500 years old. You're definitely old enough to be my great-great-great-great-grandfather, but... <laughs> I've lived many lives! <laughs> we all contain multitudes. You guys barrel through. And as you do, you clock um, crepes, kind of give you guys a weird look as you barge into the back. As you tear open the curtain, this scene is revealed to the tavern as this like menagerie of faces, this phantasmagoria of features and things are on display the entire bar just kind of like goes quiet for a second goes the fuck a couple more uh, super fans groupies pass out because they don't know what to do um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that movement is your guys' turn so we are back to Brett's turn oh. Brett uh, looks at Viper and goes fucking dude why are you trying to blow up my spot man come on just be cool I've got a good thing going here, so fuck you. And it's going to reach <laughs> forward and try to bite into you again. Fuck you, man. Um, I'm going to whip around and just, uh, from my like limp bones, I'm just going to headbutt him. As he reaches down, he grabs into you. He rolled two sixes and a two. Oh, oh no. He bites oh. hard into your neck. You're going to take an additional two hits. Oh, um, so your guard, no. if it goes down to zero, you now take a wound. My guard is down to zero, and I'll take one wound. Oh, no. He That's not good. bites into you. As you fly up, you headbutt him. Go ahead and make a, an attack. Okay. Come on! Oh, my God. A five, two twos, and a three. Five, two, twos, and three. Any circles or X's? No circles or X's. Man, crazy. I know. As he bites into you, you pull off him instinctively and slam directly into his chin. He flies backwards, and you see his guard is down. So his guard is at zero. He just has his health uh, left up. He stumbles back, goes, fucking what the fuck, man? Come on. I was having a chill fucking time. You guys got to come in and ruin it. He clocks over and sees Jayamal. Yo, fuck you, man. I was almost done with you. Uh, and you see, he kind of like sucks in. Jayamal, you feel a small tether of something attached to you almost pull a little bit. As you see, the J face fully reforms and you feel yourself getting just a little bit weaker. 
as he seems to be sucking from you. I knew this guy was bad news. This guy sucks. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, we are at the top of the order with everyone who else who came in. Uh, I'm going to say, Egrin, why don't you go ahead and make the first move here? Yeah, I think they ran in in a panic and seeing all of this um, go to head, they very suddenly become very calm. I think their face almost goes slack and they move with this ridiculous speed. And I'm going to just go for using my death touch. It doesn't say it has to be my hand. It just says my touch causes death. (laughs) So I'm going to go run up to them and just do like a perfect roundhouse kick to the side of their head. (laughs) Go ahead. Go and make an attack. Four, six, six. You spin around, roundhouse kick, slam the side of your boot into his face, and you see the, as you hit him, this burst of death energy hits the side of his face, like flays the side of his face off, and you see the the partially formed visage of uh, Viper flies off and almost like, almost like you see three heads for a moment. You see the Brett, the like quarter formed Viper, and the almost fully formed Giamal like fly out. The Viper and the Giamal dissipate and like fly off, and he slams into the wall in this big ass crater and crumples to the floor. Ooh. And I stand up straight and like a switch, emotion just comes back to my face. And I'm like, oh. Um, I nudge him. He's dead. He's my foot. <laughs> as you give him a little nudge you as you kicked him felt the life go out of this thing you saw the visages of his victims that he was draining appear and vanish you instinctively know that means this creature died as you nudge it you remember that vampires are not creatures of life they are creatures of undeath. As you nudge it, he almost like something straight out of like The Conjuring or a horror movie stands up, flies to the ceiling and is stuck to the ceiling upside down. His head spins around fully and looks down at you and goes, you see just Brett's face dripping with blood, half of it like almost destroyed by your kick. I was so close to being him. I'll be back. And he is going to attempt to fly away. I will say, Jayamal, it is your turn as this creature attempts to flee in this like spectral version of themselves, like kind of like a, a evaporate into mist and disappear into the night. Uh, is there anything you want to try to do in this moment? Brad, uh, don't go. The biggest fetch. <laughs> yeah, Bengus is still up in the curtains, right? Bengus is still up in the curtains recording this whole thing. Uh, go ahead and roll me a. Uh, I'll say a dexterity-based attack, and you can add in your Neo dice. Cool. That's a five, a one, a three, and a... God damn it, another one. No! So his defense is one, so you don't get a hit on. But with that attack, you see Bingus flies forward as uh, Bingus is like momentarily entwined with this flying smoke. You see Brett kind of like appear from the smoke as his his head and his hands kind of like appear out of nowhere and like grab Bingus and chuck him back at you. 
as you do, you see a little piece of Bengus's tail, like one of the <gasps> spires, like one of the fur pieces, embeds itself in his hand, and you see a small <laughs> appear on your heads-up display as Brett flies out the window and vanishes yeah, into night. Yeah, so cool. You see that blinking dot very quickly disappear off into the distance, but you know that you have a homing beacon on Brett. Is, is everyone okay? No. Yeah, Viper, I'm what, not, what happened? This guy, he was a vampire. He okay. bit me, turned into me a little bit, and uh, it was not cool. He totally cock-blocked me with Sylvania. <laughs> I think his name was Sylvira. Is Sylvira still in here? Uh, Silvera is in here. You see that she was, uh, actually, you know, what? I'm going to roll a little thing for Silvera. Let's, let's see. <laughs> yeah. She freaked out, like hid in the corner, popped back out just in time to see Viper land two awesome hits of one directly to the nuts and one <laughs> up right up. So saw the whole thing. You see her freak out for a moment and then go. Mm. And kind of just like <laughs> fly, fly back over and just like grab uh, Viper by the arm and goes, I didn't know you were so capable and strong. Thing. Uh, so, Vera, what was that thing? Yeah, do you have, you said you've come here, seen this guy perform before. You know anything about him? He showed up a while ago. He's been performing here for a while. He always brings down the house and I mean, I swear he gets like better every day. It's it's amazing. I mean, the first time I saw him, he was, you know, kind of crap. But you know, it was just a lot of kind of like you know noise. You know what I mean? When some someone does music, they're like, "This is good," and they're like really confident. But it's like just noise. It was a lot of that. But then it, it kind of kept getting better. And I mean, I've got two albums. You know, it's, what's his name? Just called him Brett. Fuck! <laughs> oh God! But all right, it's well, funny this though. Guy's trying to. It, it seemed like a really douchey name when he started, but somehow, like as he got better, it seemed like a cooler name. I don't know how. Yeah. I think he added like an extra T, or maybe took away a T. Maybe there was an umlaut in there or something. I don't know. But he like oh. it got way cooler when he got better. Like his name, he seemed to get better when he was better. You know what I mean? Totally. Well, this guy's got my face. Jay's face. We gotta track him down. We gotta find him. Above again, do I understand that I kicked the faces out of him, or are they? Do I still think they're there? You think, as you saw, like the face and stuff, like splatter against the wall. You think that you kicked out almost like a life essence out of him. So you think he's been like reset back to zero? Oh, okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll just say. No, I, I think at the very least, all of your face is okay. I don't. I don't think you, they'll be able to use. That I, I kicked them pretty hard and kind of saw the faces kind of be eviscerated. So I'm, my guess is that they've almost like a factory reset. They have nothing at the moment. Thanks, Ingrin. You're, you're a mighty warrior. Thank you. As you say that, you see some like weird colored viscera on the wall. It begins to, like, you see something that's, like, bloody viscera on the wall, but then the blood kind of drips away, and there is a, like, glowing pool of something that's just kind of stuck to the wall. One of them this kind of purpley blue, and the other this kind of, like, golden yellow. The golden yellow pool is this, like, very big pool of stuff, and then this purpley uh, blue just kind of has this, like, small whisper of stuff. 
and Viper and Jaimal, you guys feel a small tether to these pools of ichor that are stuck to the walls. That's our goo, man. <laughs> you took your goo. Cass, I dare you to touch it. I'll, I'll touch it. Viper, as you touch it, you feel it swirl around your arm and then kind of works its way up your sternum and to your mouth and kind of forces it down your mouth. But as Chris. it does, you feel a... Yeah, it feels very gross. It feels immediately unpleasant. But <laughs> but immediately after that first unpleasant feeling, you feel a vitality return to your extremities that you didn't initially realize you were missing. Like, mm. you realize, like, you were a little slower than you had been out in the forest, and you immediately feel like that's come back to you. I look up from, like, a cool crouched position and where it went into my mouth. I look up and go, Stella got her goo back. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, Silvera goes, ah! <laughs> I don't get that reference, but it's so funny! <laughs> uh, Jaimal, what do you do? Uh, uh goes, I don't want to touch it, like an old man not wanting to take his medicine. <laughs> Uh, Viper looks over to Kelly with an eye and is like, get him to take it. Get him to touch the goo. Don't die out. Like, I think the I think the goo might make you so that's like you're not an old man anymore. <gasps> like, don't you want to be strong? I think yes. Vegas wants you to take it. Okay. And then I, I touch it. You touch the goo and it similarly flies around your arm. But rather than like Viper just had like a little bit of goo go in her mouth and it was like a little bit unpleasant for like a second. You've got a lot of goo going in your mouth. (laughs) Very much not pleasant for longer than you would like. But as it comes into you, you feel your extremities kind of crink out a little bit. You feel that vitality return to you. But not all the way you still feel something is missing as this is coming back to you your features unstretch a little bit you feel a little bit more spring to your step a little bit more uh, a little less creak to your elbows and your knees but you guys look at Jay and where you'd saw Viper go from being like a nine and a half back to a ten you see Jaimal go from bad to only a little bit better huh Jaimal, you're looking like so, do I, do I so look good. Better? Yeah, I think it made a yeah. really big difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. feel sad looking yeah. at you anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I look better. Okay. Yeah. You see, yeah. uh, off in the distance, there's a little one of the kids goes, Hey, who's that old guy? Good. <laughs> Maybe you catch a reflection of yourself in Bingus's like glint and you see like how old you still are. You <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I just didn't like, lie. It's you I look, said, you look I don't better. Feel sad looking there's, at you anymore. There's there's a market <laughs> improvement. You know, we weren't starting from a great place, but it's definitely better. <laughs> Bingus, Bingus, like jumps. You kind of outstretch your arm, and Bingus um, holds out his arm, and from his arm, he kind of swirls around, and it becomes a mirror. Uh, so you see yourself, and you're like, oh no! But then that mirror splits in half, and you see Bingus's photo roll, which is just all pictures of you, in the same way that like we have all pictures of our cats. Oh! <laughs> And he, he scrolls through and shows you a side-by-side of, like, you formerly and you now. And you still look bad. You still look old. But you do feel like your wrinkles have gone up. Your eyes are less hollow. Um, your hair has just, like, there's a little bit more hair. You still got, like, a pretty, you know, balding situation going on. But it's, like, you could hide it under a hat. Whereas, like, before, you definitely couldn't. <laughs> it's like you t- you did a 
a month long skin and hair regimen. Sort of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <No>. Been hitting <laughs> the keratin. <laughs> Not the keratin. <laughs> uh, is Viper Viper is, is hurt still though? Correct. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm at one health. Yeah, if I, I take another hit, I'm gonna die. I need to heal. I clock uh, Viper's uh, neck injury, and I I would like to attempt to to heal that. Thanks, man. Uh, you feel that familiar sensation as you put your hand over her neck, as the inevitability is kind of forced forward quicker than it maybe would have liked, but you don't feel necessarily the same resistance that you felt. Mm. Um, with Egrin. It seems to flow just a little bit easier. Oh, that's better. So yeah, I rolled a... I, I think any time I cast a scripture, I need to roll. Uh, yes, you do. Just to, just to make sure that I, one, succeed, and two, don't incur god debt. So far, I have not rolled a one on my d12. I rolled a 10 and a four, uh, and two, and a three and a one. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, fully healed. It just heals one. But, oh, sorry, just uh, heals one. So you're, you're yeah. back up to two. The bar patrons have kind of, are kind of like all looking at you. The bar is kind of turning back to normal and stuff, but a lot of the like groupies in the front row are kind of like taking off their t-shirts and are like, what the hell was that? And you see um, over in the corner, Crepes, uh, the fairy uh, bartender of this gin joint, uh, has been kind of eyeing you guys. She kind of looks over and goes, Hey, you lot. Why don't you yeah. skinny on over here? Uh, okay. Do the rest of us recognize Crepes? Yeah, you guys all immediately recognize Crepes. She was, yeah, the first bartender gave you your first mission. Wow. She's even even more jacked than I was imagining her. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she. I, we knew she was cut, but I guess she's really been lifting yeah. since we've... Yeah. I mean, remember last time when we were here, the whole the whole tavern board and tavern brawl, I think she did most of the damage. Yeah, that's right. She punched yeah. a lot of kids I that day. Yeah. Really went to town on those kids. Those kids who are adults, but like... Yes. Right. Like Again. Yeah. Those Again, children who were ancient beings. Can't, can't overstate children. Exactly. Yeah. Can't, can't no. make that any more clear. <laughs> <laughs> As, as you guys walk over, you see the bouncer from outside has come in and is getting, like, his one free drink for the night. And she pours him a, like, one of the big steins of spiked chocolate milk and, like, with one hand hands it to him. And he takes it with two hands and, like, oh, like, <laughs> drops it down a little bit. Um, and she kind of goes over to you guys. So, uh, you folks caught my eye. And my eye is a good thing to catch. Um, you're crepes, right? No, oh, my reputation precedes me. Who might you be? Oh, guys, you're really gonna come up with, like, a gang name. Oh, yeah. But also, I'm Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Kelly. Yes. We actually met once before, I think, but I was different then. Many people have met me at different times in their lives. Some people say I've lived many lives. Maybe they've lived many lives. Maybe we've all lived many lives. That's deep. I've lived at least this one life, maybe more lives, maybe less lives, but I know I'm here, and I know you have my eye, and my eye is a thing to have. My name's Viper, and we need information. Yeah, Crips, we got questions. 
I have answers and questions and statements and curiosities. And I also have my eye, which you have, which is a good thing to have. Yes. You yeah. Yes. You, you, you said, Hi, I'm Igrin. Igrin Delmont. Um, I guess we're doing the formal introductions first before you tell us why we have your eye. My eye, which you have. It's a good thing to have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, yes. we know. Speaking of eyes, I'm a Cass, the seer. I do. I, I've got eyes as well. I can see some some stuff. Two eyes right there. Two eyes right here. Two eyes right there. And she points over to the corner directly at fate. Oh. And then oh. goes back to herself. Two eyes right here. This eye is my eye. The eye you'd like to have. Is the other eye not uh. yours? No. This is a borrow. This is a loner. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Very cool. Interesting. And you see that eye kind of flickers with the same kind of uh, like Neo energy that you found in Bingus's eye as it kind of like zooms in and zooms out. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Whose yeah. eye did you borrow? Is that your question? Wait, no. Uh, no, no. Let me oh, confirm no, with my group. Yeah, no, we How got many? like other questions. Like, um, so the the piano player, Brett. Hmm. Fabulous piano player. Apparently, terrible person. Well, did you, <laughs> did you know that he was the vampire? No, but he did catch my eye, which is a good thing to have. So maybe my eye is a bad thing. Well, so why did he catch your eye? Well, you know, he was bad, but he was also loud. And loud is important when you're running a tavern. Because these people don't usually care about good. They care about loud. And he could do that. But after a while, he did get good. And if you're good and loud, that's good twice. And I like things twice, just like these two eyes. One of them, which is mine, which is good to have, which you now currently have. <laughs> okay. Grace, you always uh, have way with words. Delightful way with words. I, uh, I'm Jayamal. Uh, we have your eye. And then Jayamal takes his like two pointer fingers and grabs Crepe's nose, puts his thumb between his fingers and goes, and now we have your nose. <laughs> <laughs> she, she all of a sudden flies back. Like it, her pixie wings flutter. She kind of flies back and goes, what dark magic is this? <laughs> I demand you give me back my nose. I will trade you one favor in return for my nose, which oh, belongs wow. on my face between my two eyes, one of which you have, which is a good thing to have. <laughs> yes, okay. Here's your nose back. I'll take the favor. Wonderful. And she takes it and puts it back on her nose. She goes, I see I've been deceived. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she flies directly forward and is like an inch away from Jaimal's face. She goes, you now have both of my eyes. And one eye zooms in. <laughs> and she flies back and goes, go on, deceiver. You have your favor. Ask away. Uh, guys, what's the favor? I, we... <laughs> Well, we know where we know how to find Brett because your your radar tracking. So, hmm. I mean, I think I want to know <gasps> about. I want to know what's going on with the forest, and also oh, want to know if. Oh yeah, yeah. If Danny's been here, and then with Brett, like, what kind of being is he? Like, if he fully, when he said he was almost done with Jay, like, if he fully reached. Like, would Jay just not be a thing anymore? Jamal, That's ask a good her. Point. Ask her about one of those things. Yeah. If is this a fit? Uh, 
Okay. If the if if Brett fully got my goo, would I be dead? <laughs> Good question. Good question. <laughs> Thank you, Cass. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Awesome job. Couldn't have done it without you guys. You, can, <laughs> you see her, she kind of like tilts her head, kind of thinks about it, goes, hmm, I suppose if he got your goo like real good, you could maybe die from that. But usually people don't die. Usually it's just a fun time. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris. If he got your goo real good. I mean, you think he'd go in even afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she she um doesn't seem to have like uh, a clear idea of like she was clearly under misunderstood she didn't know that that um brett was like a vampire or was something that he was not she mm. just saw that like this guy can play loud music great i need loud music got it. oh wait this guy got good and got me more business great i won't pay any more attention because this is working out for me got it grapes uh this is this is not a favor. This is just a, a question. Friendly question mm. as a patron. What happened to the forest? Her expression kind of darkens and she kind of leans forward and goes, You, you who has my eye, which is a good thing to have. I have yep. a quest for you. We love quests. We do love quests. <laughs> Guys, um, a quest. Wait, I... that could be our name. The quest lovers. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can workshop that it. That is a definite <laughs> option, Cass. Yeah. We, we can add it, it to the working list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see uh, Silvera uh, kind of like leans into Viper and goes, I don't understand that reference either, but it seems like it was a pun. So I'm going to assume it was funny. You're so smart, babe. Oh, babe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see, her, her friends are coming over to her, like to say, like, "Hey, are you come understand." She goes, "No, no, get out, get out of here, get out." Of here. <laughs> um, she looks and goes, "There has been a terrible blight upon this city recently, for some time now. A creature of great power and destruction has been coming down." Nightly, twice nightly, daily, and stealing bits and pieces of our forest. <gasps> Slowly destroying the thing that we hold dear, the thing that keeps the fallen away. We don't know for why it does this, but it does this none the same. Has anybody seen the creature? Only whispers and shadows. You could ask anyone here, they've all seen different visages. All we know is it is large and it flies and it takes trees with it. Pulls them root, stem and all. One fierce grip. Another gone. And you say it comes every day? Or night? Every night, sometimes the day, but always shrouded in shadows and whispers. You only seem to ever see it when it's already gone. Very sneaky. So what's the quest? What's your quest for us? Find it. Kill it. Well, do you know, like, what direction it went in? <laughs> hmm. Direction. 
You see her kind of like look up and pause. And then as she pauses, you see her face looks up into the corner and she kind of pauses and her whole expression goes blank for a moment, almost like freeze frame of it. Like, you know how when you're watching like old movies, if you're watching a still frame and they pause it, it has like a different look to it a little bit. Mm. Mm. That happens. And all of a sudden you hear around you, the room seems to freeze as well. The ambience goes to nothing. You look around, you see everyone has frozen in place. But again, kind of like in that way that like if you pause a VCR, like you just see things kind of move just a little bit, twitching back and forth. You hear a sound of almost like a rumble approaching beneath you of something unstable happening. You hear the sound of some kind of like glitch as her face and everyone in everyone's faces in here goes and begins to spasm in weird ways. And as it stops, everyone has kind of like returned to normal for a moment. Their faces back where they were still paused. You hear a skittering, a, a scritching of like quill on ink. And somewhere from a back room, as this, now that this place is quiet, you can hear it like echoing out around this large chamber. You hear the scratching of quill on paper and you hear Danny's voice going, Shit, shit, where's his head? Where's his head? Um, okay, okay, okay. What's scary? What's Danny? Scary? D- Danny? Danny! Danny! Big huh? you yourself, what? Danny? You hear him kind of go, oh, shit. And he claps his hands together from somewhere in the distance, and the world comes back together. However, it still has that rumbling beneath it. Which slows, but no one else here seems to notice it at all. As it rumbles, it slowly dissipates, and you feel the air around you with this electric charge of something wildly unstable. Slowly coming to equilibrium for a moment. You see her kind of look down as she looks up in the corner and goes, Ah, yes, uh, we believe it was heading towards Dark Shadow Pass. Dark Shadow Pass? Well, uh, yeah, a Dark Shadow from Dark Shadow Pass. I guess that tracks. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And you know... Dark Shadow Pass. You guys know from your adventures, Dark Shadow Pass is a valley kind of pathway in the shade of this massive mountain range nearby, probably a day or two's journey from here, uh, that has been that was for a time a favorite spot for like bandits and things because it was such a narrow passageway with high walls all around. So it was just a great ambush point, but it was initially the fastest way between here or like this region and the neighboring kingdom because it became so popular for bandits and thieves. It was kind of used less and almost completely uh, abandoned because no one could get through without like large arm contingents. It was like, let's just go around. We'll add three days to our trip and we won't have to spend for like 40 guards to go through this pass. Mm -hmm. Yes, down by Dark Shadow Pass. That seems to be the direction that it seems to be going every night. We don't know where exactly a beast of that size would be able to make a home, but somewhere in those mountains, maybe? And what do we get for this quest? Favor from the town, I suppose. 
Come on, man. We got to save these kids. These old ass kids. Hey. She also reaches down and goes, also, if you want gold, and pulls up a full bag of gold. Just goes, oh, yes, I mean, I've please. got that in spades, so I, I could definitely do gold. I mean, a favor is way more valuable, but if you just want gold, and she literally like throws I mean, it over could, her we shoulder. Could, we could discuss. We could go like, um, how much, how, how much, however much gold you have in there, you can cut in half. You can have like half gold, a favor kind of deal. No, yeah, all um, gold and a favor. Yeah. She literally throws the bag of gold into a larger pile of gold behind her. (laughs) This is like by far the best tavern in town and it seems to be packed every night. She's rolling in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could take some gold like for expenses along the way and stuff. And then like when we circle back, maybe we get that favor. Yeah, we'll take gold up front and then favor when we get back. Yeah. You see her her Neo eye kind of zooms in on you and goes, hmm. You too have both my eyes. This eye, not something you want to have. Uh-oh. Hmm. But she she looks at you guys and kind of like leans in very sincerely. And she's been kind of a bit boisterous and friendly and she kind of leans in. I've lived here all my life. I've never seen something like this. I've never felt fear in this place until recently. That forest is... A barrier of protection for us. We exist here in our frolic and our fun because that forest protects us from the fallen and from things outside. This lake, this place, is a special place. I didn't think bad times would come to it, and I hope they still don't. But we're very close to finding out if those times can make it to this lake. I ask you sincerely. This town will be in your debt, and I promise you, that debt is one you would like to have on your ledger. Also, the gold thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to make sure that's still on the table. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely debt. still on the table. She leans in, but yeah, plops two bags of gold on the table, and her jovial atmosphere kind of returns as she notices some patrons have been looking at her in this kind of more serious state. But, you know, whatever uh, you can do to help us out, I think uh, we'd really appreciate it, you know? Yeah, we can we can get that sorted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we see what we can do. That's what I like yeah. to hear from the group of adventurers that have my eye, and my eye is a good thing to have. <laughs> Just to make sure that we're on the, the same terms and everything, you mentioned three gold bags of gold and a favor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, go ahead and um, roll a charisma check. Unless you're using the voice on I her, I will say like, unless you want to unless you want to use the voice on her. No, I'm not going to use my voice. The only like friendly face. <laughs> yeah, the only friendly person here. I'm trying to swindle them, but fairly. Um, She's got two uh, two six four. Uh, two six four. Hmm. Hmm. That's you know, a I'm special, gonna, Brian. It is a special. There's no mechanic in this game for opposed rolls, but I'm going to roll three dice for her and just see what happens. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's cocked. Okay. Um, She rolled two successes, but not a special. Um, She looks at you and goes, you can have three bags of gold. They'll be slightly smaller bags. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. <laughs> her her neo eye kind of gives this like devilish twitch and like the eye the eye itself winks but her eyelids don't wink 
It's in a very like disturbing but cute way. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. And she kind of flies back. As she says that, you hear a bit of a commotion from outside. Oh. You hear people kind of stirring about. Some people kind of running inside. All of a sudden, this place gets really packed and you feel yourself getting squashed in by a bunch of children. Again, 400, 500 year old children, but they are <laughs> they look like children, but they're old people. What happened to having to wait till four people left to let someone in? <laughs> yeah, where's that? Where's the bouncer? Got words for him. You guys see the bouncer out there is holding the door open and actually going, get in here, get in here, come on, get in, get in, get in. Uh, wow. As you get in, you see all of a sudden the entire outside is covered in shadow as you hear the flapping of thick wings. Well, that's probably the thing. Looks like Dark Shadow Pass came to us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you guys hear the sound of claws retching onto some tree in the distance. You hear these two trees get fully uprooted. You've never heard the sound of a massive hundred plus year old oak tree getting pulled from the ground. As you hear it, you feel the soil itself almost cry out as it's lifted into the air and you hear the beating of wings flying northward towards the pass. You guys getting crammed in here by all of these uh, children. Is this like, can we get over to a window or no? You try to make your way to a window. I need everyone here to roll me a strength or if you want dexterity checks, try to move through this getting, this tightly packed panicking crowd. I'm going to say difficulty here is one. So you got to get two or more successes. Oh, that's not going to be great. I got a four, four, five. I rolled two ones. I also rolled two ones. Oh, no. You I guys. got uh, three, five, five. Four, three, two. Four, three, two. Um, Kelly and Egrin, as you guys move through, you get to the window. As you do, Cass and Viper, like, jump on top or like trying to like crowd surf to get through here and squash you down uh, so all of, all, all of you fall oh. to the ground in this heap as these kids are like jumping on top of you we could almost see it however as you guys fall to the ground you create essentially a platform on which uh, Jayamal can kind of clamber up on <laughs> literally climbs over your bodies and looks up into the sky Jayamal as you see the beating of wings as they cast a shadow in front of the moon you see a familiar figure though much much larger than the one on your shoulder Bingus a big Bingus that's big Bingus 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 is mom big Bingus a dragon squirrel a dragon (laughs) a dragon squirrel rarely reaches this size Oh my god. But a dragon squirrel needs many, many acorns to survive. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to kill a squirrel for getting food. Are we really going to do that? (laughs) (laughs) You see it flying off to the north. Bingus. Jaimal's old flying squirrel familiar. All grown up. Wait, so it's that's Bingus Bingus? That's Bingus Bingus. What? That's, that's Bingus, Bingus. Bingus. the original Bingus? 
Bingus. That's Bingus. Danny is such yeah. a dick. <laughs> Danny, no. Making us fight Bingus? Danny, no. That's fucked. That's honestly fucked. That's dark. That's the darkest thing that's happened so far. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bar is beginning to disperse a little bit. Crepes is kind of like ordering people around trying to get them out. What do you guys do? This Is there anything you guys want to do this evening? Do you want to like go to sleep? Kind of venture off in the morning? Uh, what's your plan for the evening? Um, Yeah, I feel like we should probably get some rest so that like we're all good and ready and totally prepared for the morning and then head out to how far away is Dark Shadow Path? It's like two, two and a half days travel. Okay. Yeah, it seems like we rest up at the night, gear up, leave at the crack of dawn. Yes. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Jayamal's already asleep in a booth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Kelly's going to go over to Crepes uh, and say, um, Hi, so uh, if we wanted rooms, can we do that here? Is there some place else? We want to stay somewhere? We have plenty of rooms for what? How many rooms would you like? One, two, twelve? Uh, well, you like, see her cross her fingers when she says twelve. Twelve <laughs> seems like way too many. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we need two rooms each. Um, don't knock it till you try it. But like, how many beds are in each room? How many beds do you want? One, two, twelve. <laughs> I'll take uh, one bed with one uh, one room and one bed, and then I wink at the elf. And and go <laughs> and another drink for Silvera, my friend here. She just kind of like giggles a little bit, and goes, and she it kind of looks at her friends. They kind of give her the the glance of like, "You coming?" She goes, "No," <laughs> <laughs> and she waves them off. Nice, score one for Viper. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kelly's also like. Yeah. Excited for her friend. I think you also know, like, in the real life, like, it's been a while since um, Anna really had, like, a a spicy romance. So she needs this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kelly's very pumped uh, for real life Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kelly, you watch as Silvera, like, whispers something in Viper's ear. And Viper, you just hear descriptions of... Things that you have not been physically able to do in some time, but are realizing you're very able to do in this current body. <laughs> I just, I look down wow. and like flex my biceps under my like leather jacket a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys quickly make your way off. You see crepes like just slightly turn up the music just a little bit in the house. <laughs> you guys get a bunch of rooms for the night. Maybe we should get just like, the rooms next to on either side of uh, of of the room that uh, that Viper's going in, just to you know, a little privacy. Oh, for just sure. Those, you guys yeah. leave those open. You guys Yeah. You guys get a block of rooms with like buffer room. There's like Viper's room, yeah. middle, buffer rooms <laughs> on all sides. The, the, the twelve room, the twelve room that you know. What, now that I'm you thinking about it more, yeah, yeah. It's grown on me the idea. <laughs> she, she she takes up two rooms and opens all the communicating doors between the rooms. 
so like Viper's got this one room, this buffet of rooms, and then there, you guys have like a row of ten, of eight rooms in a row, all connected with open doors. So you just have like this massive suite, essentially. Um, Sweet. Hey. Uh, <laughs> you guys arrange the mattresses and pillows and and forts, and you know get ready for bed. Is there anything else you guys want to do this evening before uh, the sun rises? Hey there, it's Elliot from the Many Sided Media team. In addition to playing and producing here on My First Dungeon, I'm also a game designer known for such games as Something is Wrong with the Chickens, a rules-like game of chickens, eldritch horror, and revenge. Project Echo, a solo time travel game played in the pages of a planner. And the upcoming Rom-Com Drama Bomb, a three-player game of meet-cutes and mayhem. If you like weird and unique games and want to bring something new to your table, head to moreblueberries.shop and use code MYFIRSTDUNGEON for 20% off your order. That's M-O-R-E-B-L-U-E-B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot shop. Thanks! What would a character do if they knew... They were part of a story. What would they say to the author that is pulling their strings? In Samantha Lee's solo RPG, Death of the Author, players take on the role of a character fighting for control over their narrative. Draw tarot cards and modify scene prompts to bend the story to your will. Each change, however, comes with a consequence, as the author may use your own words against you. Death of the Author is crowdfunding on Backerkit from May 14th to May 28th. You can find the project by searching Death of the Author Backerkit in your search engine of choice. Fight the narrative. Defy your author. Little Wolves is a folktale TTRPG where players fill the fur of shape-shifting werewolves in a realm of fae and of magic called the Enchanted Forest. Players will craft physical masks that represent their characters and use them during play to shift between their wolf and their mortal forms. As they perform favors and complete quests, new marks are made on their masks that reflect the real physical changes that the werewolves undergo. The enchanted forest is deep and detailed with fey queens, courts, and all manner of denizen for your werewolves to meet. The crowdfunding campaign for Little Wolves launches May 14th. You can follow the campaign at bytes.rip slash little wolves. That's B-Y-T-E-S dot R-I-P slash little wolves. And you can check out the free demo and quick start at bytes.rip slash little demo. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm all squared up with my debts to fate, so let's make a new one. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's tempt fate a little bit. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna hang out at the bar, 
and just sort of wait for, you know, just vibe it out since fate seems very much based on vibes in this world uh, and just sort of wait for fate to just show his, his chill little little face. Is anyone else staying in the bar or is anyone else going up to bed? Jayamal's sleep in the boot still. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see uh, Crapes comes over and brings like a blanket and sets like a hot toddy next to you that has like a coaster underneath that is a magical coaster that's constantly heating this hot toddy. Aww. So whenever Aww. you wake up, you just got something ready. That's so sweet. Oh I think Kelly's down in the bar as well. Still trying to like get a vibe of who these um, magical middle schoolers are. And uh, are the dwarves still there? Yeah, dwarves are still there. All right, cool. Dwarves are drinking deep into the night. Well, obviously. You see, these, these guys are posted up. Cool. Okay. So I feel like, yeah, Kelly's Kelly's hanging out uh, at the bar as well with uh, Ned. Or Cass. And uh, Ingrid, what are you up to? I'm, I'm probably in my room. Um, kind of like sat on the bed. I think I'm trying to get a gauge of what I can do. Because um, I think probably during the fight with the Fallen, I felt a weird stirring in my chest and throat, but didn't act on it. So I think I'm just like trying to silently and just figure out what else I'm able to do. Uh, meditate on that. You meditate on like the feelings that you're there inside and it, there's a, an instinctive nature to it. Like, you know, there's something there, but you haven't tried it and it feels you had hit things with this death touch that felt instinctive and you saw like a fallen's head fully explode. You saw Viper and Jayamal's faces be like expelled from this vampire. You felt power coming from your hands and that power feels dauntingly small compared to this itch in the back of your throat. And you kind of almost like vocal exercises just test it out a little bit and feel that whisper of something terrifying escaping your lips quiet and in the in the quiet of your room you just kind of let this happen and as you kind of let it out you see a flicker in the window of some of your features momentarily change and then as your eyes flick over to the window to catch that reflection you see everything has reverted back to normal okay um, that might be useful or terrifying. And I will just, just kind of climb into bed and just try not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Great before bed thoughts. <laughs> terrifying. Well, time for snooze. Gonna get some real good sleep on that thought, yeah. <laughs> you reflect on the idea of something being either useful or terrifying and I think the last thought that goes into your head before you fall asleep is how terrifying it would be if it were both. And we pass down back into the bar. Ned, you're, you're sitting around just kind of waiting for fate to reveal themselves. And mm-hmm. after a while, you've got like a couple people have like passed you drinks. You guys, there are some like non-children in this town, but they are <laughs> treated like... Uh, they're treated as being a bit strange, but people like often buy them drinks and stuff. Um, so you've gotten a few drinks from these children, which is a weird experience, but you know, we go with it. Um, <laughs> the children are not children. They're, they're not children. They just look like children. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're adults. adults. 
ancient being. Maybe even thousands of years old. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the elves from the Santa Claus movies. <laughs> Great analogy. Yeah. That's not terrifying at all. <laughs> After a while, you sit around, a few drinks in, and you see in front of you on like the pull tap uh, for this like chocolate, this, you know, grain alcohol chocolate milk. Uh, sitting there <laughs> in, as like a miniature version of, of themselves is fate hanging upside down, like legs crisscrossed over the thing, upside down, kind of looking at you. And as oh, you, kind you of, can like, make yourself little, that's fun. <laughs> He's the elf on the shelving, you bro. <laughs> yeah, <cool. laughs> that's a fun look. I like I like a little fate. You see him hanging upside down. <laughs> fate can be any size, man. Some things that's big, a good point. Some yeah. things are small. Okay. Some things deceptively so, man. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you did a pretty good job of trying to surprise me. Yeah. You didn't, you know, actually surprise me. But I tried to, though. Made good on your word. Yeah. I respect that. So listen, mm. I, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm enjoying these powers that you've uh, bestowed on to me, but, uh, I get the feeling that there's more power available if we, uh, if we make more deals. Am I, uh, am I correct you see in thinking that the little blue of their eye twinkles and flashes there's always more power in fate man never ending ever expanding everywhere and nowhere what is it you want my man here's what I would like and uh out of character uh Brian I know that like the whole the mechanics around the way miracles work in this game seem very open ended. So, yeah. like, if what I'm asking for is, well, I mean, I guess just you know, it, it, exact whatever uh, cost you think is is reasonable for Ooh. what I'm about to ask for. <laughs> I, this is the best start to a request I've ever had as a game master. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a really cool thing. Please exact a high toll. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. What do you what do you think? I've noticed that my friends and uh, and companions in in this uh, in this adventuring party they're a little bit lighter on their feet than uh, than me. They're able to act more quickly when uh, when situations arise, and I feel like you know that that makes sense from like a a, a physical understanding of the way things work, but. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you know when things are going to happen before they happen. I feel like maybe I should know when things are going to happen before they happen. Um, so what I would like, and you know, tell me what I need to do in order to earn this favor. Uh, I I would like to I would like to act first. In, in combat situations. You see, fate looks at this and kind of regards you and you see like a, a little eyebrow raise 
if not surprised, this is an emotion fairly close to it. Oh, there we go. I didn't even <laughs> need to do the thing at the uh, <laughs> at the bar. The bouncer. Fate swings themselves up and sits on top, like upright, crisscross applesauce on top of this tap. They look at you and, and they go, you know, lots of people want to alter their fates in some way, but usually people just want to know all the answers, not to dive head first. I respect someone who wants to enter the unknown before others. I'm happy to let you do that. Okay. All you have to do is... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just the way. It's just the way. I should be used to it by now. But so I was. I I thought maybe I was just gonna get it. <laughs> the long pause. I should just let you finish your pauses. I I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> you see their hands extend, and two like balls of mist appear in either hand. They they hold them up almost like balancing their hands like a scale. Tell me, which would you prefer as trade? Do you want a weight on your scale? And you see their hands kind of shift down, signaling with like the right hand, something in the right hand. Or do you want my hands on the scale? And they shift the other way with their left hand down. Oh, that's very vague. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredibly vague, Mr. Fate. And I, you know what? I got to respect Fate. it. Um, Fate, Fate looks at you and they, they, they kind of laugh and they go, yeah, it's, it's fair. You see the mist kind of dissolves a little bit. And in their right hand, they hold a small stone. Mm-hmm. And in their left hand, they hold a piece of paper. Okay. Ask him if he's got scissors, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rock or paper? Huh? <laughs> um, you know, they both they both weigh the same in a in a vacuum. They fall at the same uh, speed. Um. <laughs> I, I gotta go with rock. I don't know. That paper... At least I know what the rock is, kind of, right? It's like a, a burden, uh, some something, something negative, a weight on the scale, whereas that paper... You could write whatever you want on that paper. And uh, you're, you're a Trixie. You're a Trixie fella. <laughs> you see, they, they hold up... Um, they, they put both down on, like, the taps on either side. They conjure up a swinging scale, like a chain that goes down to a bobble with two things on either side. They put the rock on one side of your scale, and you see it camped to one side. And mm. as it does, you kind of reach your hand out, kind of looking towards it, just kind of regarding this magical object, and you knock over your stein of beer. Oh... And you feel that evenness of luck that you had felt in here momentarily go away. 
you feel that this yeah. is a rock on the, the scale of your luck. Yeah. Well, that's not unfamiliar to old Nettie, so... <laughs> Fate looks at you again, turns over the paper and opens it up, and you just see two words that say, turn left. And he says, Are you sure? You want this burden on your scale forever, man? Or do you just want one little direction? For good or for ill? Hmm. Turn left. <laughs> At some point... I feel like I've I've made uh I've made donations to that organization at some point. Uh, oh god. I just like I feel the like the the liquid that I've knocked over is like on my my like armored pants. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's running down your your pants. It's gone into your shoe. You feel it's gonna like you know that feeling when your when your shoes are wet and they slosh. You know that that's happening, but with like milk, like who knows what that feels Ew. like. It's just that like Gross. that constant nervousness that I that I feel in the real world that hasn't been present in this world suddenly back, and I like I back off from it, and I think, ah. Uh, No, I'll do the paper. <laughs> you see... I've, you've convinced me. Fate reaches out their hand to shake yours. I'm going to have to turn left at some point, huh? Okay. You just go live life as Zoolander. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. He's not an ambi-turner. <laughs> Fate... This is a, wait. Just hold on. As as our as our hands are about to touch, I say, "This is one time you're going to ask me to turn left. One time, one time, turn left. Permanently, I get to act first. Long as you turn left, seems like a good deal. (laughs) (laughs) What could go wrong? Fate grabs your hand. (laughs) You feel that." inevitable embrace grab you and pull you close as fate turns from this tiny miniaturized version of themselves to a full-size version now sitting on the bar pulls you close Whoa. grabs the paper slams it onto your forearm and you feel a burning sensation down your forearm as Ow. the paper crisps and burns away leaving a tattoo of ah. turn left on your forearm <laughs> that's really badass so cool. wow. <laughs> all right and dangling from the T at the end of turn left is a small scale that every time you move just kind of seems to bobble a little bit as if the ink is moving. <gasps> wow. <laughs> See, fate holds your hand and goes, I am still holding out hope that you'll surprise me. And they fall backwards behind the bar and disappear. Huh. Could have gone worse, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Time for bed. <laughs> <laughs>
you make your way upstairs uh, past Viper's room and hear sounds you have who knows what's happening in there (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you make your way to bed I think at some point also Kelly uh, carries uh, Jaimal up to one of the rooms rather than just leave him to sleep in a booth. It's very easy. He's very small and very light. (laughs) (laughs) He's very frail. So it's fine. Very frail. (laughs) Kelly, was there anything else you wanted to do before you guys head to bed? No, I think that Kelly spent like a bunch of her time downstairs like making sure that uh, Jaimal was indeed sleeping and not, I don't know, dead. (laughs) 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 And then just like chatting up crepes. Uh, you know, she does the kind of thing of like if you get to know the the owner of the establishment, then you're like in good favor with them, and so you can like ask for fun special stuff or whatever. So she's order basically off menu. just like, yeah, <laughs> um, order something other than grain, alcohol, chocolate, milk. <laughs> uh, go ahead, go ahead and roll me a charisma check. Oh man, okay. Um, I'll say you can take advantage because you're like taking a bunch of time to do this. Um, so I roll two. Uh, whatever your charisma stat is, you'll roll that plus one since you're, um... Plus one die. Yeah, since you're rolling with advantage. Okay. So that's a six, a three, and a three. Okay, one success, but it's special. You talk to Trapes throughout the night, checking in on Jayamal as you go. Crapes kind of gives you the download of this town, which a lot of it you knew this town has been under this protective ward for a very long time. It allows this kind of eternal youth to exist in this town. It's a very fragile ecosystem in this town because, like, yes, everyone is eternally young, but that is kind of valued. One of their biggest protections against the the outside world and specifically the dangers of the Vermilion Expanse was the edge of the forest, which acted as kind of a, like, natural, if magical, barrier and their biggest worry is that with this force slowly being destroyed and this like natural magic being sapped from this area, that the fallen may be able to get through other nations or things may be able to get through and claim like this is valuable land. This is valuable territory mm-hmm. uh, because there are some of these like innate magical properties. They exist peacefully and are like well liked, but are not particularly well protected. Mm-hmm. So while they haven't had any like no one's been killed by this dragon squirrel like no one's been you know attacked or eaten or anything but it is a slow eroding of the things that are keeping them safe mm-hmm. so they're they're afraid that like the foundation of their town is going to be destroyed rather than like individual things are being destroyed you also try to order off menu she gives you uh, regular milk with grain alcohol, mm. and that's as far as she's willing to go. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so there isn't like a like a Shirley Temple, a dirty Shirley. Oh, you want a dirty Shirley? Oh yeah. <laughs> and she takes uh, strawberry syrup and pours it in the milk. Oh god. <laughs> it so like, oh, that, yes, yeah. definitely strawberry milk. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, <laughs> and takes like a couple of sips to be polite, and then just sort of like puts it down. As you sip it, you realize that it is, um, it was chocolate milk that she has used like a bunch of vanilla to dye <laughs> like regular milk. So now Whoa. it just tastes like, like, you know, one shot of vanilla is the same as one shot of vodka. So now it's just like an insane amount of alcohol. Okay, like, mm, uh, and strawberry. Excellent. excellent. <laughs> this is exactly what I was hoping for. 
<laughs> One sip and you are drunk as a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way off to bed. And uh, the morning arrives. You guys awaken in your various rooms. Jaimal, as you wake up, you found that Kelly has like fully tucked, like full tuck tuck you in. I can't get um, out. I can't get out. It's too I tight. Swaddled him. <laughs> yeah, you can fully <laughs> swaddle. Uh, you, you you can smell the hot toddy that's still hot on this like magical coaster, and you keep trying to scoot towards it, but can't quite make it. Um, <laughs> You wake up as the sun is like just beginning to rise and you see a uh, little Bingus is kind of like playing on your chest, just kind of rolling around. And he's got the Thergold coin, the the other Thergold coin that you've gotten from the Fallen and is batting it between their paws. You see on your heads up display on your spectacles, which Kelly tried to take off, but it turns out they're actually like physically part of your body now. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. They fully grew out. Ew, um, ew. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe I should make this decision for your character. Do you want to no. take your spectacles off? No, I don't. I absolutely this do like, not want to do that. I love your glosses. Thank no. you. I grew them myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. They're made of my flesh. <laughs> you see a flashing timer on your heads up display and you see like there's a little icon of like the sunrise and you see a countdown uh, and you hear it in your hearing aids which also grew out of your body nice, um, nice. are they attached to my j-bands what is a j-band those are my glasses brands baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all it's all one thing it's, it's a whole system beats by j beats by j, beats by j. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um coming to a retirement home near you. <laughs> you see a countdown and the AI system speaks into your ear through those um, hearing aids. Five minutes until fair goal expiration. <gasps> bloom, bloom. Bloom, bloom. Uh, Bingus, put, put the gold in my mouth. <laughs> and Bingus kind of like holds up the coin and goes... And like tries is like trying to play with you. No, <laughs> Bingus, this is please. And it's batting it on the no, tummy. No, batting no. Some help, <laughs> Kelly. Someone. I think Kelly definitely yeah took the room next to um, Jaimal to again like make sure that she knew she swallowed him a little bit too tight maybe. So she hears it and she'll come, she'll, she'll come running in. Uh, you come running in and you see Bingus is belly up, batting this coin around their belly. Kelly, someone imprisoned me oh, in this bed. What a good Bingus. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. You're not. It's like, didn't you sleep really, really good though? Yes, like a baby, an yeah. old baby, but please. <laughs> can you put that coin in my mouth? Uh, um, Yeah, totally. Sure. Uh, Bingus? Bingus? Bingus here. Give me the coin. No, Bingus. <laughs> Bad Bingus. Bad Bingus. Bingus goes, Bingus goes knives out and grabs under your hand and just stabbing you with, with ah! its paws. Oh my god, okay, okay. I'll just unswaddle you instead. Viper. You just have to untuck this part over here. It's not that hard. God damn. Uh, you find yourself free from this blanket prison. Uh, and you see the countdown is now at two minutes. No! Jesus, Bingus. Bingus. Bingus, I will... Turn you off. 
Fingers has the coin in its mouth and it's playing, running all around you. You say you're going to turn it off. It looks up at you. Its ears go flat and it goes. No, no, I would never turn you off. You're too. No, I love you. Oh, man. People can't see the face Brian made. Uh, it runs up and like sits on your shoulder and like very sheepishly hands you the coin, uh, but but hands like tries to like mouth to mouth the coin to you. Oh, I definitely mouth to mouth it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Lady the Tramp, he gives you a little kiss. Mm. Um, you swallow this fair gold coin and you see a there's a, on your heads of display. There's a little uh, like outline of Bingus that had a like meter that was all the way down at his feet. You swallow the coin, it goes, and the meter goes back up. The counter goes back to 24 hours. Uh, and you feel the fair gold coin disappear in your body. Yum. <laughs> yeah, you unwrap it. You reveal the chocolate inside. <laughs> yep. Uh, you guys wake up, slowly kind of make your way downstairs uh, Viper, do you do you uh, do you wake up Silvera, <laughs> or are you just dipping? Um, let's see. Well, Silvera's an elf, so they only need like half the amount of sleep. That's so true. It's... That's true. She's right. <laughs> okay, so so I guess re- then really the question is, did you get enough sleep? Because she only needed four hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. Um... Let's see, what's the most chaotic option? I think <laughs> I have not gotten enough sleep, but I'm like wired with that like super awake feeling and like obviously full of endorphins and stuff. <laughs> so I think I actually left the room through the window after nice. a night of passionate elvish lovemaking, <laughs> scaled down the side of the building. And I'm like waiting for everyone outside the front door of the tavern, <laughs> like eating an apple that I found on a tree. And I'm like, or or I actually, um, Ingrin, you see outside the window of your room, you hear a knocking to wake you up and you see me like Spider-Man upside down. And I'm like hanging and doing like pull-ups outside of the, outside of the window. Wait on the second or third I'm like, go to open the window. Do you need to come in? Why outside? No, you need to get out. Come on. We got adventuring to do. Let's go. Uh, I like look down out the window. uh, I'm going to take the stairs. Give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Then I like lift myself up and maybe climb to the next window. And I'm just like, that's how I'm waking everyone up. (laughs) (laughs) You guys all in turn get taps on uh, the window. And also, like, the tree doesn't extend to all the windows. For some of them, you have to, like, fully scale the side of the building and are, like, (laughs) full-on Jason boarding it. (laughs) Yeah. Tapping on windows. You see all of your friends in various states of their morning routine. Uh, You know, some people are, like, you know, in the middle of brushing their teeth. Some people look good. Some people do not look good yet. I see the the Bingus coin interaction happening and I'm about to knock and then I just like, I'm like, they got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. Bingus sees you and kind of gives you a little like squirrel fisticuffs thing. Like, ah, see? <laughs> I finger guns with one hand, which makes me lose my balance. But then uh, luckily I just like grab onto the perfect handhold and finger guns. 
<laughs> you, you accidentally slip out a full brick comes out you start falling backwards but that brick leaving has given you a perfect handhold you just grab onto it <laughs> you guys all make your way downstairs where you see crepes is is waiting up for you guys or has woken up and you know she's running a tavern is kind of a 24-hour job she is in the middle of prepping more milk for the next batch of this milk thing <laughs> I don't know, whatever that means. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of thumbs down for the players. Lots of thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> She's prepping up meals and, and cooking things and like, you know, preparing bread for the day and stuff. Um, I think part of Kelly talking with crepes last night was uh, basically like negotiating the promise of a big old hearty breakfast for everybody. Um, like early in and some packed lunches. <laughs> she has a uh, brown bag lunches. Uh, it seems like nice. actually the preferred method of lunches in this whole town is brown paper mm-hmm. bags. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. um, for all for all the children, uh, you see a bunch of people like going off to work in the various like I don't know nearby mines and farms, and they all have brown paper bags. <laughs> you guys uh, enjoy a hearty breakfast that crepes is made, including what else? Crepes Suzette <laughs> <laughs> and regular chocolate milk, uh, which she is very reticent to give you, but. She seems to have taken a liking to Kelly, so serves it to you guys. And as you guys are kind of like ready to get going, she comes up to you and hands you a small, uh, very tattered map. Goes, now, straight, straight south, straight, what did I say last time? Straight north, straight north of here (laughs) is this pass. This is where we believe this monster is hiding. The roads to get there, fairly clear. Fairly clear. Unfortunately, the pass itself, it used to be a very good trade passage. Unfortunately, high sides on either side make it a very good spot for ambushes and banditry, and for a long time we haven't used it. I don't know if bandits are still there or if, or if there are, you know, any kind of negative bad people there. There were for some time, but I'm guessing since the trades dried up, maybe they've gone away. I can't say for sure, but just once you get to the pass, once the walls start getting high, keep your guard up. She hands you guys all your sack lunches. As you guys stand up and start exiting, she slaps you each on the ass and goes, go get them! <laughs> Thanks, Graves! Oh, thanks. <laughs> firm, firm slap, yeah. Very Open firm slap for a very small yeah. fairy. Yeah. <laughs> She seems to have used some kind of magic to like fully mage hand her hand uh, to be regular size. <laughs> that explains the best it, yeah. use of that spell of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys head off down the road. As you guys travel, the first maybe like half day, you can kind of see ahead of you. It's a very clear path. It becomes like plain lands over here. And off in the distance, you see mountains beginning to rise up where Dark Shadow Pass uh, would be. This like valley passageway through the mountains. Are you guys taking any special precautions or things as you travel? I'm not. Uh, I'm not either. (laughs) (laughs) The fool is not. (laughs) What? That's so out of character. Fool says nah. (laughs) I'm... Enoch or Ingram uh, is so used to just going somewhere. Like, I don't think he's ever walked for more than like 10, 15 minutes. Usually, like, public transport, Mm -hmm. like a car or a taxi or a cab. So, like, to him, it's like 
he's already out of his element, so doesn't know what to look out for anyway. Um, he's very much a city kind of person, so just like just walking. You guys walk along. This is this is a very open road. It's a very well maintained road. Um, there are like fruit trees on either side. You guys can kind of like grab something and go as as you're as you're passing. That's, yeah, um, I think Kelly is probably um, hanging out with Ingrid, at, who very clearly got bored like 10 minutes into this walk and was like, you mean we have to just like keep walking? <laughs> yeah, when we, when we play the game. She's almost yeah. doing the like uh, tour guide thing, even though she knows nothing about this land. Like, oh my God, look at that tree. That's so interesting. What kind of tree do you think that is? <laughs> like, I, I don't know, to, like, but it kind of looked like the tree pointed out last time. Um. <laughs> it did, it did. They're probably the same kind of tree. Yeah, yeah. I think most of these trees are probably that kind of tree. Yeah. D- d- does anyone want to teleport? Um, this is a lot. Is there like an Uber service here? There should be like some sort of Uber service, something similar. I don't know anyway. if the toddlers, I'm sorry, the ancient middle schoolers came up with Uber yet. <laughs> I don't know that they mm. really... They seem to be pretty local. Uh, don't really have to go yeah. too far, so... Jaimal, you have a vague memory of while you were, like, drifting in and out of sleep in that booth, some toddler was coming up to you and be like, listen, I've got a, I've got a beta program in the works right now. It's going to be revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm picturing all the cars being, like, those Fisher-Price, like, plastic yeah. ones. <laughs> 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 just fully like Fred Flintstoning to go yep, yep. <laughs> as you guys make your way along throughout that first day it is very open you can see a good mile in any direction it's clear skies clear day and you look around and see the wonders of this world that had been so often described to you guys by Danny rendered in vivid detail you Look around and like you've you've walked on roads for some time. You've driven on roads. You've seen grass. You've seen trees. You've seen sky, but everything just tinted that little bit different. That any small difference in something so fundamental seems monumental. You see the grass, just that littlest bit shade of orange. You see the stones with flecks of like blue and purple stones that don't seem to happen very much in the real world. You see. The trees just a little bit longer and a little bit spindlier. The trunks narrower than you're used to. The branches thicker. The leaves floating down in weird patterns. You see apples that are like white and like black and like blue. All as you like open into them, fresh and juicy and vibrant. But just that little bit different than what you're expecting. And the first three quarters of a day pass uneventfully you guys chat and talk and think about what you're going to be doing when you make it to Dark Shadow Pass and as the day is coming to a close you see the sun is beginning to set you're starting to think about making camp off in the distance you hear you hear it before you see it you guys look behind you and you hear the sound of hooves but not like not at a canter not running towards you but just kind of trotting and you hear the slow groan of wagon wheels. And off the distance, you see a very grand-looking wagon made of wood, but, like, gilded and silver. Two horses pulling it and two little uh, gnomish riders on top of either of the horses walking 
slowly towards you guys, but they're on horses. They're kind of like slowly catching up to you guys. And there seems to be on the front of this wagon a very large, complicated, uh, like, sigil or, like, emblem of, like, a house, you know, of some, like, noble house or something. Um, what do you guys do as this thing approaches you? Do they see us? Yeah, they see... Uh, I mean, you guys would spot it before they'd spot you, I think. Um, I'd, I'd like to hide. Yeah. You hide off in a tree. Anyone else hiding, or are you guys okay with being seen? I don't see any reason. I mean, um, Ingram doesn't see any reason why they should hide. They kind of step to the side, kind of like, oh, they see, if you see a bike coming, you kind of move aside so they let them pass. You just kind of mm-hmm. do the same thing yeah. where this carriage just sets to the side so he's not obstructing the way. Yeah, I think Kelly's with Ingram. Jaimal's in the middle of the road. Okay. Jaimal, you actually Someone, can't hear it because you're yeah, hearing it. You've turned it. down low. <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> Kelly keeps talking about the oh. same tree type, and you've slowly turned it down throughout. The day. <laughs> someone, someone, get Jaimal out of the road. Someone get Jaimal. I'll, 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 I'll grab, I'll grab Jaimal. <laughs> pull him to the side. Where are we going, Bingus? Can you like herd him out of the road? No, don't touch me. <laughs> you guys. uh Slow, try to move Jaimal. Uh, the, the the horses end up moving slightly to the left to like pass you guys. Um, as they pass, the, the horses kind of slow down as these gnomes kind of rear back on the reins a little bit. There's uh, a man and a woman. The the woman kind of leans down to you guys and goes, Ah, travelers! Where, whereabouts are you heading? We don't see many people on this road. We didn't expect to see anybody. Ah, uh, gnomes! A hardy, hard-working people. Not lazy. What? <laughs> so sorry. He is of a different generation. So. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a product of his time. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're just like out for exploring, exploring the neighborhood, exploring the area. Where you guys have any recommendations? Oh, there's not too much good out this way. We're we're heading to Dark Shadow Pass ourselves, but it's pretty dangerous. Over there. I I don't know if you guys are from around here, but I'd recommend you turn back. Oh, what's she doing up at Dark Shadow Pass? We're gonna kill the dragon. <laughs> wow, what kind of what? What kind of <laughs> well, what does I, the dragon look like? I, I I should I should cut. We're not gonna kill our dragon. Our our, our son is gonna kill a dragon. Your son? Yes, your son. Is he in? Don't, don't you see? They they point to the the sigil and they're like, "Yes, you you know who we are, right?" So yes. I, I I thought you were being cute and and, and nice. Do you actually not know who we are? <laughs> we suffered group amnesia. We we're on a. Um, <laughs> on we also just collectively have really bad eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> so could you could you drug our memory? I think if you remind us of something familiar, it could actually help us recover the memories we lost. You see, the this gnomish woman looks to her husband uh, and she goes, Pa, would you like to do the honors? I haven't gotten to do this in some time. I'm, ex- oh, yeah, I- excuse me. Uh, he jumps down off of his uh, horse, which is a pretty big fall for a gnome, lands gracefully, uh, goes over and knocks on the door of the carriage, pulls out from somewhere behind him a trumpet, does the quick uh, bugle horn. <laughs> I am pleased to introduce 
Sir Michael of the House of Doctore, first of his name, champion of the Halcyon Halls, exceeder of parental expectations, slinger of sword and shield, autodidact and multi-hyphenate. The gnomes know him as Eloise de Macron. The giants know him as Gorf the Gruff, and he is known in the mysterious lands far to the east as Michael le Magnifique. <laughs> and there may wow. be other names you do not know yet. I love a cute gnome show. Impressive. <laughs> This is an impressive person. Wow. They knock on the door. The door swings open and coming out in resplendent armor, silver and gilded, large sword on their hip, shield uh, emblazoned on one of their arms, full metal helm with the visor pulled up. You guys see this taller than average and for sure stockier than average gnomish man come down and Enoch as they turn to regard you. You see the face of your brother staring back at you. Oh. I think, I think that's literally what Ingrid says. They just go, oh. Great. This season of My First Dungeon is produced by Brian Flaherty and Elliot Davis. Editing and sound design by Brian Flaherty. Original theme song and additional music by Behold. This episode features the voice talents of Draconix as Enoch, Carolyn Page as Anna, Abby Hepworth as Kelly, Chanuk Sarah as Jayamal, Nathan Yaffe as Ned, and Brian Flaherty as Danny and everyone else. Die, the role-playing game, was created by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans and published by Rowan Rook and Deckard. You can find My First Dungeon online at My First Dungeon on Twitter. And if you like the show, the very best thing you can do is open up your podcast player right now, click follow, and leave us a review. And if you want to play Die yourself, the core rulebook is now available at RowanRookAndDeckard.com. That's all for this episode. And as always, remember... If you're having fun, you're already doing it right. Badai, everyone. <laughs> That's not, no, no, no. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. <laughs> Gonna make it happen. Badai. Badai. Hey, all, it's Brian. Real quick before you go. If you like this show and you want to support more great seasons, you should head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump into the dice pool. That's the name of our one and only Patreon tier that's just $5, where you'll get additional actual plays and extended talkbacks each and every month. We'll see you there. Splash! If you're hearing this, that means you have listened to every last second of this episode, and that probably makes you a fan of this show. Well, if you're a fan and you like what we're doing and want to help others find it as well, then consider leaving us a five-star review over on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Getting more ratings really does help more people find the show, and reading your nice words about the things that we put out into the world makes us feel all warm and good inside, and we want more of those good, good feels. So head on over to your podcast player of choice and leave us a five-star review. Thanks.